0: Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast for Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Mazepa.
1: And I am Brady Steffel.
0: Hey Brady, how you doing in your guitar room, I see? Yeah, in the guitar room, yeah, just hanging out, <laughs> having a good time. You know, some people wish they had a guitar room, but you, you're you living the dream. I, I live the dream. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's my office, I don't play much anywhere. You know, I just do all my work. <laughs> the, other, the other wall's got the uh, the whiteboard on it and all my desk and my junk is all over the place. I also got these in here today. I'll hold these up for the camera. What, what do you that, got? That, 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 that.
0: Hang on. Oh, there's uh, planes? What yeah, hand planes. Yeah, a couple oh, of hand planes. Yeah, I've been nice.
1: doing more woodworking than guitar these days. Oh, so I cool. buy these hand planes. I got this at the ReStore. I got this one online. And they're both not very good. They're both in really bad shape. So Well, they're uh, kind
0: of cool, though. They, they're they like kind of neat and vintage and stuff. But as far as being functional aren't they really like difficult to make sure that they're workable it's a whole
1: thing i mean you were giving me a hard time about the knife sharpening the other day and this is just this is just part of you know i sharpen my own blades i do all that stuff so there's a reason of buy stones and learning technique do you remember after- the
0: there was a pbs show with a guy who like had a woodworking shop the right works woodworking shop and this guy like they used willow and twigs and like all of the, he didn't use any machinery to do his oh, sort of Paul woodworking. Sellers? And so that'll be you. You'll be out there with like twigs and steam and. You're probably talking um, about Paul Sellers. Did he have a <laughs> <there>? <laughs> I don't know what the guy was, but it always made me laugh. It was like, wow, that's a uh, pretty intense. But yeah.
1: yeah. Um, no, there's guys out there that are really, they're really into that. They want to do that and just, just do hand tools. And I'm like, anything that'll get this done faster. I don't need to go, you know. <laughs> I get the artisan approach if you want to like massage your tomatoes or whatever. We we have a garden. We do that kind of stuff. But I, with woodworking, for me, it's about making a beautiful end product, not about like this. So you know, massaging a
0: tomato is a thing? I've never heard that before.
1: You know, don't overthink it, man. I, I, I just, am over. <laughs> <laughs> it. People your- think this is
0: art- artisanal <laughs> thing so far. It's just
1: like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. Look. If say you're gonna apply olive oil to a salad, it doesn't really matter if it's hand tossed or thrown into a tumble dryer. If it still tastes the same
0: on the plate, okay. But I'm gonna start massaging my tomatoes. Which you sounds do, yeah, weird, man. You got so, you got yeah. all kinds of. Tomatoes. Yeah.
1: You give everybody tomatoes. Eric's very generous. He's got the, basically the Josepa Farms, and he, he has right. a bunch of starts. And ours are doing great. Kelsey's super excited about the uh, the striped ones. I think she really liked those last. Nice.
0: Year. Has she picked any? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, just the first few came off. Okay, cool. A couple of days ago, yesterday. Yeah,
0: it's really late. It seems like it's going to be all of a sudden a flood, like in August. Yes. our plants
1: look are looking great. We got fruit everywhere,
0: so that's that's great. Oh, that's good. So,
1: yeah. So there we go. So, what else
0: has been going on? Anything exciting <laughs> in your life?
1: <laughs> Let's talk more about what's going on. That's right. Uh, Brady's debrief. Yeah. Uh, no, I put in a hood fan, range hood fan over the over the stove. And finally, I managed to find a roofer who can punch a hole in my roof. It took nice. like three months, and I called him. Up, I called up and I said, "Hey, um, you know, I I called you guys for a quote. You had a guy come out uh, four months ago. <laughs> yeah, basically. I looked at up. I was like, it was May, and it's like, wow. and he's like, oh yeah, sorry. So and so is he's a really good guy. He's he's good at what he does, but he's got four kids and ADD. So oh. you might have got. And I'm like, look, I ain't mad. Just it's yeah. super hard to find a, like anybody to do anything. They're booked out so far. And so they said, okay, well, we'll be there. Basically, he's coming on Wednesday now, so he's going to pipe this thing. And so I've been rebuilding because I had the thing ha- hanging there, and it wasn't quite so bright. i been putting it off forever, and then today, this morning, i been working on that make sure it's all set in the right spot. I'm like, I think it's done correctly. Super excited because my kitchen's got like a seven-foot ceiling, and it just fills up with
0: smoke. Immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me that, yeah. Oh, That's my cool. God. cool. So, so I wonder if, like, with the range hood, are you forging the iron? Did you – did you oh, go man. out and buy a forge and, and you're like doing all the metal smithing out there? And
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> I've I got a sheet metal bender and I built my own fan. I was winding my own motors. No, I'm not doing that. Are you nuts? <laughs> you, you got this weird idea of what I'm doing. I like to keep my blades sharp. What do you want? Like, you know, I used to
0: work in kitchens and I do woodworking and like, you need you need sharp tools. You do, but you know I told you you can get a machine to do that, and that does a really good job. No, it doesn't. It does. It no, does. you, yeah. don't, you know, it costs like thirty, forty bucks for a set of stones, a full set of stones with a holder and like four hundred grit up to eight thousand grit. Yeah, but you're just ah, yeah. You so can't, we'll we'll, we'll, put like, we'll like have a knife off or something like that. Can you we'll shave with your knives
1: when you pull them out of this? this I do. I horrendous. Do. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can, yeah. when I'm done with them, you can shave with, with the yeah. blades. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, you want to put your specific grind on? I'm going to throw my my plane blades, my chisels and stuff in there. Oh, it takes like, once your knives are cleaned up, it takes like no time at all. You just get your stones out and, doop, 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 and you're done. Is it, you know, whatever.
0: Just- oh, man. Okay, well, we'll talk about grinding stones again next time. But let's move yeah. on to... Uh, we do have a, a special guest, but we're going to try to get through a couple of things here um, while we are by ourselves, which is really kind of dangerous because you just never know where we're going to go. Yeah. But um, you, know, a couple of things plan. you brought up and a couple of things I kind <clears> of <throat> mentioned, but one of them is I noticed the library is reopening. Yep. And uh, so that's back pretty up. exciting. They are have... there any details about that you have? Because I don't, I saw that it was opening, but I got to alert. Well, I
1: can read you a little blurb. With minimal fanfare, but abundant excitement. We read this in oh. this like, oh. you know. Longmont Public Library staff will open the library doors to patrons on July 23 for the first time in four months. Oh. In order to, pre- but yeah, in order to best protect the public and our staff during the COVID 19 pandemic, the library will reopen with a limited grab and grow, grab and grow, grab and go operating model in place. Under this model, library visitors can browse and check out materials, get a library card, pick up their holds, use computers, do, 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 so, all kinds of stuff. Uh, continue to use the curbside delivery service, which I have to say. One of my favorite things about this whole pandemic, you buy something some pointless from Best Buy and you just say, please bring it to the car. I don't want to go inside. I
0: love yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they uh, have curbside delivery. Like, I can drop off my books and they'll drop them in the bin because uh, I can't get to the bin
1: or what? They use continue to use the curbside delivery service. Man, I don't know. I'm not like the library guy. I mean, or I can think,
0: pick it up. That's more
1: I would likely. think, yeah, they're going to bring So they're going to bring
0: think. stuff out to you. Like, oh, I need some books. They'll bring it out to you.
1: Yeah. I think so. So, yeah, yeah, 10 to 4, Monday through Saturday, 25 patrons of the building at a time. During those times, curbside delivery will still be useful. Uh, children's and teen section will be open from 10 to 1. Uh, Monday, through, Monday through Saturday, um, all visitors will need to enter through the doors. building's east side, Emory Street. There's, there's a bunch more here. Yeah. I don't think we need to read. Uh, no, like
0: and we've got our guests years. here in a bit, but I do want to say that, uh, you know, and, and just, of course, just to make sure everybody knows this, we'll get some more details on this. I want to promise one of our listeners who is blasting us about not having details, but basically 25 people, you have to wear a yeah. mask. That's yeah. kind of should, we shouldn't have to say that. You have to wear a mask in the library. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what they're for, doing right now. For some delivery. reason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So I want to welcome uh, Joseph in from Hope. Uh, Joseph. Zenovich.
2: Hey, Eric.
0: Hey. hey. Yeah.
2: And, and Brady. Hey. Yeah, hey and awesome. did I get your last
0: name correct? I'm sorry. You did. You got oh, the last name. And you are the executive director of Hope? Correct? Yes. Hope. Or are you the CEO? Uh, well Don't go with, be bashful. Tell me if you're the
2: CEO. <laughs> no. no, I'm gonna go with okay. the executive director for 500. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, well. <wow>. That's cool. <laughs> I don't I don't have any questions in that category. <laughs> I, I don't know what game we are playing.
0: All right, so can you tell us a little about uh, our listeners about yourself and then can you also roll into what Hope does and uh, we'll ask you, we'll pep you with other questions too real quick. But, you know, tell us where you're from, like, you know, what brought you to Colorado, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm not a native of Colorado. Don't blast me. I I transferred here from uh, California, Southern California. I'm one of those. Yep, I get it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I get it all the time but uh, now originally from Arizona uh, and I've been doing uh, non-profit work uh, for the last 16 years I started out in Arizona I I ran a uh, the largest culinary festival out there Um, I raised money for the arts about seven years out in Arizona it's time for a change wanted to get out of the heat so I Moved over to Southern California in the LA area. Started a uh, nonprofit over there with with my wife. Uh, who I met At the time, we uh, she was a professional dancer, and we started this nonprofit to advocate for uh, children and youth in the dance and gymnastics industry. We were uh, talking about things uh, pretty serious, like sex abuse, um, objectif- objectification of children. We uh, set up standards and protocols in an industry that didn't have any. Mm-hmm. This was before Larry Nasser mm-hmm, became mm-hmm. a household name, uh, very serious stuff. Uh, and we, uh, we ended up having a daughter. And by the time our daughter was three and a half, she'd been on over a hundred flights uh, all across this land. And we were just we're like, okay, we need to change of pace. Um, <laughs> uh, it, was, <laughs> it was important work uh, and advocacy is definitely in my blood. And while I was out in LA, I spent time in a place called Skid Row, uh, and that was really a catalyst for me in understanding kind of a, a larger picture of homelessness and mm-hmm. what the heck is happening. Uh, for those that um, you know, may go to De- Denver, you may see big pockets of folks. Now imagine that blown up about 40 times, yeah. six square blocks of about 20,000 people. Um, wow. It's, it's hard to comprehend. It's hard to understand. It doesn't make sense. In fact, the first time I went there for two weeks, I was, I just was like, why? I, I didn't get it, but that started my journey into this where, um, I volunteered at a place called the midnight mission there. And it's a, an addiction recovery program for men serve over a thousand meals a day. Wow. One of four, four places in Skid Row serving meals. That shows you the demand out there. Um, but that was really my forehand. I just I just made connections. I just simply talked to people, no agenda. I just volunteered and helped. And then when I, uh, Longmont came into my uh, picture, when my wife we were talking about moving, and uh, she had family here uh, and in Boulder, and so we'd been to Longmont a few times for family occasions, and we we're like, you know, Longmont's a great place. It's certainly not LA. We can drive from one end of the city in another in the same time it takes us to get. To a street light from one block to another in LA. <laughs> so we're like, let's do it. And so we packed up and came here, and uh, we were, con- we we're still continuing our nonprofit. And, and then about a year later, when we were here, uh, the, the executive director at the time was leaving to form another great nonprofit here, Recovery Cafe. And I saw it and I realized, you know what, that's really where my heart is at. And uh, lo and behold, here I am. Awesome. Running hope.
0: So tell us what, what HOPE does. I mean, it's an acronym, obviously, Homeless Outreach. I shouldn't say obviously, but people probably, <laughs> probably some people, some of our listeners might know, but it seems like you're just more, more known as HOPE, but it's Homeless Outreach Providing Encouragement. And can you tell us more about that? Or do you want me to riff a little bit um, about what you're <laughs>
2: I do, doing? I do, no, do enjoy your riffs. <laughs> enjoy Go your riffs, <laughs> Eric. Uh, yeah, it's providing, Homeless Outreach Providing Encouragement. It started in 2007 simply as an outreach program Uh, And a group of volunteers got together after a brutal winter and some folks unfortunately passed away because of it They realized there's a need for basic needs and supplies Started out with a soup angel program and to show up around various points around the city Uh, Many folks begin to know those places where they just get a warm uh, meal to eat. That's really how hope started then we moved into sheltering partnering with agape uh, then later we, we ran uh, navigation services. Just last year, we ha- started finally having year-round sheltering for Longmont for the first time ever. Uh, and we do we, our street outreach program continues. In fact, literally as I'm speaking, um, one or two of our staff members are out uh, through the street of Longmont right now, um, seeing if any folks need assistance, resources, supplies, and. Then, uh, just last month, we started Safe Lot Program, um, which is a safe parking place for those that have to live in their vehicles. Yeah, and this is
1: one that we actually mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, right?
0: Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah,
1: and we uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't get all the details right, so I'd love to get the straight, the straight dope from you because uh, we, were, we were put on blast. for kind of screwing it up. So uh, because I mentioned uh we thought it was for RVs or whatever, because that's been a thing around town, but it sounds like that's not the case. You've got some other details probably
2: related to that. Yeah, way to go, guys. Come on, get all your details (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, We're
0: not we're not (laughs) a news broadcasters. We it's kind of edutainment as we call it. So yeah. Right. Uh,
2: No, that's totally fine. I mean, there was a lot of interest in this program. Uh, back in late February city council took a free notion of RV parking. Um, this is, this is something I've been trying to work on cause I knew that mm-hmm. the need was there as far as for cars. Mm-hmm. So we work with the local church. We do keep the location quiet, uh, for the, for participants safety. Uh, however, the church does provide us a number of spaces. They do allow us inside access with some uh, restrooms and showers. We do provide meals for our participants and, you know, really it's, 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 exactly as it sounds as a safe place for them. We provide overnight staffing. Uh, the program runs from 6 PM to 8 AM every day they have to leave, uh, and go about a lot of them have jobs. Um, we work a case management plan with folks and really provide the resources they need. Um, because living in a car is just not a viable option for anyone. Um, you know, a lot of them have pets too. We have mm. seven dogs, two cats currently. Mm. Uh, it, it's 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 neat to see it. We have a little community out there. Uh, we already have a wait list, well, enough to open up a second lot if we wanted to. Uh, which, unfortunately, we are we are looking to do so to expand because the need is there.
0: Joseph, how many people are currently in the lot, or how many vehicles?
2: It's only eight vehicles. Oh, uh, we okay. We purposely yeah. keep it small, and and I'll say this. You know, there was there's a lot of talk out there of like, well, we don't want all these cars in parking lots. and yeah. it's going to be like a you know, tailgating, you know, kind of. Thing far, could be far you know, further from the truth. The reality is, is that these folks are our neighbors. They just, um, uh, some of them have been affected by the economic realities of COVID and they lost their uh, jobs, lost their places to live because of it. The vehicles are the only place they had to go. Um, so these are our neighbors. And... and can you,
0: can you dispel some of that myth? I mean, a lot of people come to me and say, these people come in, take advantage of services and then, you know, then they're here. And from what I understand from most of the survey work and most of the information I know about these really are people that are here already. Um, and again, I'm not making any judgment there, but a lot of people have said that, you know, if you kind of, you build it, they'll come kind of mentality. And so I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering if you could address that a little bit too.
2: I I would love to. I mean, the reality is no one, no one goes and types in in Google where's the best place to be homeless. Mm -hmm. Um, the reality is, is that people go to where they have connection, family, friends, Something you know and, and it 's no mistake that people do congregate here. I mean Longmont was recently named what one of the best uh was a Boomtowns? Uh, mm-hmm.
0: last year yeah we we announced that correctly, yeah, we did yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know so yeah there 's some national no variety, there are jobs here, uh, and you know, we have had people that say, you know look i i didn 't have any place to go you know where I live in no no major municipality in my area had jobs that i could do and i saw long i came so it's it wasn't because that they they saw that we had good homeless services it was because there was opportunity here right mm-hmm. um, i can't blame anyone for that i would mm-hmm. do the same if i was in their their shoes if i saw there's a, a lot of job openings so you know most of our folks are here because there is a family connection they some grew up here moved away and they're like you know what i i really want to come back to Longmont because you know that was my home um uh, there's so many reasons why people end up here um very few of them are because wow hope runs a great shelter program um mm-hmm. and we can take advantage of the services yeah so you know and that is it's you know it's shelters aren't a great place to live and you know for folks that think that i think we we need to understand that when you are without a home life is difficult and it's hard and yes, there are some folks that after a while they get stuck into a pattern that, you know, this is the only life that's there for them. Uh, and that's hard. It's really difficult, um, to get out of that pattern of thinking that they don't, they're less than and, and not worthy enough. And I can go on and on about the psychological effects of what, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. happens at the, end of the, at the end of the day. Yes. I mean, there's never going to be enough resources for everyone. Um, and so, and that's hard. You know, that, yeah. that's hard to realize that.
0: And I think one of the things that you know, Brady and I talk about this offline is is that um, you know, I told him, I said, I think you know, it, it looks at a, like a national policy. You know, there needs to be some sort of national movement to do something because if and, and in you have to correct me if I'm incorrect here. So, you know, you can put me on blast or whatever, but right. it's, it's my sense that, you know, if, if Portland, say I'm going to take Portland, is more amenable to providing homelessness services than you might have people who, you know, want to go look for the opportunity and such in Portland and it's booming and the economy's doing well. And they're more, how do I say, more amenable to having homeless people there But then, you know, people might move from community to community because either they have connections, like you said, or whatever. But until you have a national strategy of maybe housing, then it's, you're going to have people moving around because of maybe opportunities or maybe trying to find something that, you know, maybe this community provides a better opportunity for housing than this community, perhaps. And really, it's more of a national strategy. And again, put me on blast if I'm totally wrong. So...
2: I think there there is some aspect to that. I'm not. I won't say that's totally wrong, Eric. I think that you know when we talk about these issues, yes, there, there needs to be a better national policy policy in place. But I mean, let's face it. How often do we hear that neighbors rise up against affordable housing complexes going up in their neighborhood? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the reality is we we're we're doing it to ourselves. We we question why people are are out there, but yet when there's an opportunity. To um, have an you know, to have something that would really help folks in our own neighborhood, no, Longmont's no exception. I, I can name you yep. know, three neighborhoods yep. that have had rise. You know, they don't want this in their neighborhood. Um, you know, little diversity and and who we interact with never hurt anyone. Um, hmm. And it's so frustrating to me that at the end of the day, this is built around this perceived quality of life and really greed. Right? I'm just going to call it out there that, look, you know, we we get frustrated when we see people sitting on the street, we get you know, frustrated when we see people panhandling or sitting on the corner because it gets uncomfortable. But yet, you know, what are we willing to do about it as, as our own local community? Let's start there, right? Because the national conversation, that's mm-hmm, a difficult mm-hmm. one to, but yeah. we could talk about Longmont, we could talk about my own neighborhood. I live in Longmont. You know, I can talk about what we can do as our own community to address this. And there's a lot we can do, right? Council can't do everything. You know, we can do things as our own, uh, you know, just as neighbors as ourself. Um, let's start by just treating people as human beings, mm-hmm. right? Um, something as simple as that can change someone's day, right? And then we can dive into the politics of more affordable housing, permanent supportive housing, um, and all these things that we really need as as a way to lift people up and get them out of the situation. Because no one ever grew up and said, hey, I want to be homeless when I grow mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. It's not, that's so not
0: dispelling that myth too, I hear that quite a bit. I have to tell you that a lot of people are like, well, they choose to be homeless. And I'm always kind of mystified by that comment. Cause I always think, you know, nobody really chooses to. Yeah.
1: Live. There's such a, a crazy confluence of events that happens to people and you get stuck, uh, you know, there's many paths to that. It seems like, but um, I think it, the discussion gets to be like, Oh, well, it's easy to say somebody chooses this and it's difficult to really parse a problem all the way down to its core and find the causes and root that out. It's, it's so varied and so complex that I think people just, eh, yeah. Yeah. And, well
2: Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, when I hear the generality, I'm like, well, who did you talk to that that actually chose that life? Um, because at the end of the day, we're making a generalization based on what we assume. Uh, you know, I would never say, Eric, you chose this way. Brady, you chose this way you know, to a listener, you know, I can't go into your life and understand everything that has transpired for you to get to this point in your life. You know, so at the end of the day, it's about connecting. Let's find out, you know, we're all human beings in this, in this planet, trying to, trying to figure out life together. And some of us have had some great resources that have come up behind us. And when we've needed help, that's been there for us. And to some folks, they don't have that, whether it be loss of life and family or, uh, tragic circumstances happening. I could tell you story after story that would break your heart on why some mm-hmm. of our, our friends here in Longmont are on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not because they chose it. I've, I haven't met anyone that's chose it. You know, it's circumstances have happened and we talk about drugs and mental illness. I'm like, yeah, if I'm sleeping on the sidewalk for a week, you better believe I'm gonna be grabbing for something because that yeah. is uncomfortable, right? Yeah. There's a lot of judgment out there and then the day we just need some human connection to slow us down a bit and understand the why. Mm-hmm.
0: So, aside from one of the things you mentioned, is just treating people like human beings and being respectful. Um, are there other kind of words, sage words, of, words of advice that you would give people for um, who are kind of struggling with this issue or trying to reconcile it? You know, in a world where there's so much resources, like how how does this still happen?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great question, Eric. I mean, the why is it, it, it's hard to understand, right? Right. Um, You know, and the model that I look at with Hope, I'll start with this, is, is the starfish analogy. There's this old story that goes, there's thousands of starfish that have just washed up on the beach to a massive storm. This little boy is, is walking along the beach and he's just chucking them back in the water one by one. This old guy who lives in the area comes up to him and he's like, look, you know, you're never going to save all these starfish. And he's like, you're right, but you know what? It matters to this one. Mm-hmm. And that story always sticks with me because you're right there's so many so many issues compounding this but one of the things that really hit me early on especially in my days in LA is that especially in Skid Row I just I made friends with one guy and every week I'd go see him just check on him see what he needed still friends with him to this day and you know, the reality is that friendship probably changed me more than it did him um, you know we, we can't change everything all at once but the reality is is that You know if we drive by someone every single day it's okay to say hi and just see what's going on see how you make a connection um because sometimes when we put a human story behind all this it changes our perception of this whether Mm. you know instead of just judging it you know so what can we do let's start with that um Mm -hmm. you know i know all of us here in longmont we see a lot of the same folks over and over again we know them here at hope um you know and Yes, some of them maybe on substances, some, some of them may be on a lot of things. But at the end of the day, is that, is that our area to judge? Um, some of the folks are like that because they're invisible. Um, people drive by them all the time, you know, yell at them. Uh, a lot of our folks here on uh, our corners have been there a while. You should talk to them and see what people have yelled at them or thrown at them. It'd mm-hmm. uh, break your heart. Um, so sometimes a little human kindness goes a long way. And then from there, we can work on policies and structures you know, with council um, from the county level that can really build up some infrastructure to really, uh, to really address mm-hmm. this issue. Mm-hmm. And I, so, and I'm grateful from Hope that you know, like Safelot was done because of private donations. There was no city, county, state, federal funding, anything. This was all done by private donations and grants. Um, I said, let's do this. I don't know how, but we got to raise it. We raised over $100,000. We have, a, we have mm. a, enough funding for a year.
0: Great job. Great job. Um, so, so what's what's in the future for Hope then? So what, what do you see in the, in the foreseeable future?
2: Well, for one, we, we need a larger space. Uh, we, uh, we have an old space. Our current space on Lincoln Street. Uh, we've outgrown it. Uh, we have continued to grow as an organization, unfortunately, because of the demand yeah. is, is there.
0: I hate to Still I hate there. to hit this to our lead or to our listeners, but they outgrew it about four years ago. So you're being really generous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. for those that may be seeing it on Zoom, I'm, I'm in the office. But you yeah. know it it is. We've outgrown it, and so uh, I'm really our board is working on it right now. We're finding a temporary location. Nice. Uh, so that's um that's the immediate goal. Um Safe lot will will continue to expand, um, to meet the need. I will oh, I say, actually, um, can.
1: like. I've read a bunch of stories of people. It's like, Oh, you know, like my mom died or this happened or that happened. And I don't have where to go. I have to leave where I'm at right now. I don't know where to go. And the first thing that people say is basically like get access to a shower. And I think that it's great that you've got that. Cause they're like, look, if you want to maintain, if you want to have a job, if you want to keep up any semblance of being like an upstanding citizen, you know, just a normal guy who can, pretend for for a lack of better situation that you're not living out of your car go to the gym spend thirty dollars a month get a gym membership and to give people those types of resources where they can just put their stuff they don't have to worry about getting literally everything that they own being stolen in five minutes they you know you leave for five minutes somebody bashes the window and everything is gone everything i think that that's great and i, I love to see that resource in the community i i also will say that this idea of building these little communities is is really cool I think that mm. that's that's fascinating the ability to keep it as we all know each other we keep each other in check and it doesn't grow beyond sort of a little family I think that that's that's neat I, I like that I think the franchise thing if you had different churches around town that would be willing to do that I think that that's that's amazing so um, no question but just I, I think that it's impressive um, and I, I like trying new things old problems but modern you know if there's modern spins on all of these
2: yeah thank you brady i mean look the reality is especially during our, this time of covid is that you know church parking lots are empty um gyms are not really available as they were rec centers are, are not because of reservation systems you know i've talked to a lot of folks that have used the gyms and they're like yeah people know i'm homeless when i go in there um mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious when someone goes to the gym just for the shower mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um
2: so there's a level of shame that we were moving this it's you know uh, we've been grateful enough to have some media coverage on the safe lot and and you know really what's what's being stated is that we give a sense of dignity um that's priceless right Right. someone can feel Mm -hmm. like they can go to a place it's not home but it's as close to home as one can have Mm -hmm. while they get back on their feet Mm -hmm.
0: very very well said joseph i i'm we're gonna leave you there um we don't want to take up too much of your time but we really appreciate you uh checking in with us and being a guest and really kind of pointing us right and correcting us where we were wrong um, and, uh, I really appreciate your passion. Uh, yeah. thanks like, for bringing the human, you for a few, few years and really appreciate your passion and bringing it to the, the, the cause here in town. So thank you very much.
2: Hey, thank you guys both. I really appreciate the platform to, to talk about this.
0: Absolutely. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. So we had, uh, Joseph Zanovich on from hope and, uh, you know, it was, it, he does a really good job of really advocating yeah, for the yeah. issue and for those people, I should yeah. say those people, those people sounds bad well, for, for all of us. Those but, I are mean, homeless, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, words matter, but yeah. yeah, but basically there's a, there's a whole group of the population that gets very little advocacy, right. And he's out yeah. there doing that work. You don't have, I mean, there's, we're all guilty to an extent of saying not in my backyard, right? Oh, so, gosh, yeah. that's, yeah, um, absolutely. you know, I'm not going to absolve myself of that, but. It's, it's tough. It's such an uphill battle. Um, so,
0: <laughs> actually, we do a nice light outro, and it's like, wow, that was heavy. <laughs> no, it's um, like, so we have to do a segue. So I'll do a segue. So real quickly, um, there's nothing much you can do other than kind of a hard curve. Yeah. So um, we can talk about such things, but I think we need to do a hard curve and say, hey, let's go back to some of the things we were talking about. Um, one of the things is that we were talking about uh, the library reopening. Yep. And another thing I would say is people need to water their trees. Yeah.
1: All right. That's a fun one. That's. I mean, a, I'm a huge
0: gardener and people left. need to water. The, well, you really have to do a hard out. I mean, there's really no, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no way to, to gracefully segue out of that. So, anyway. no,
1: yeah. um, yeah. So, uh, the city is saying it's, it's time to water your tree, give them a real, real big water, whatever you got, big trees, small trees, get out there. Just run, run the heck out of the hose. It's been a real scorcher recently. Uh,
0: well, and I feel like the Lorax. So I'm a huge fan of trees. So, and if you don't know the Lorax, certainly look up Dr. Seuss to our listeners. But uh, you know, I feel like I, uh, I always feel badly for the trees that are just sitting there, and I can see that they haven't been watered. And I'm like, please, people, water your, especially the people who have, who have trees along, um, you know, inside their their house and the and the streets and such. The tree lined mm-hmm. streets that we love so much in Longmont. I mean, go out and water your trees. So
1: yeah, no, for sure, because I have. But an oak that was probably planted when the house was built, so 80 years ago. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, water that, water the little ones. And exactly. yeah, we've had trees die up the street. You know, I've seen them, uh, especially the, the small ones that don't have the, the roots that go, you know, not the ones that are pushing up the sidewalks.
0: And here's yeah. a better segue, though, is if you let the water sit and pond too much, then you get blue-green algae. Ah. Which we are warned about right now in lakes and some of our areas. Um, yeah, I, in fact, I went fishing this past weekend and the river was really warm. I mean, it's usually warm, so it's kind of weird. And well, it, the rocks were, rocks were really slick, which means there's a lot of kind of gunk in there. Yep. Um, but yeah, so careful where you're, where you're swimming. Yeah, so they
1: call it cyan- <laughs> cyanobacteria and, and uh, don't drink it. I had a friend of mine. Got an ear infection, and he swears he swears to this day that that's what it was because he he said he had a Q-tip and he you know gooped out some blue stuff out of his ear. So cyano, right for the color. Um, yeah. So just take care when you're out. Um, don't drink it. That's that's the big one. Don't yeah uh, don't exactly that, don't ingest that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't probably anyway. Uh, but no. yeah. Oh, no. well, we've also got free landfill day coming up. That's a, that's a hot, yeah, right. August one, August. So get your junk together. Put it in your truck now. So you wake up, uh, it's the Erie one. So 1830 Weld County
0: Road 5 in Erie. Now, do you free, do you free landfill day at all? Do you no. engage in that at all? No. I don't. You're a kind of a minimalist, so you're not going to like load it. Well, up- I
1: do like all of my woodworking yeah. stuff and like we've done, you know, like stuff that needs repairs in the house, that kind of stuff. And I've wanted a lot of junk. What I do is just, <laughs> I, I parse it out into the garbage can.
0: And that I just sense. you know yeah. I keep
1: keep throwing it away, keep throwing it away yeah no,
0: it totally and sometimes
1: sense. my neighbors are gracious enough to allow me to throw a load of old sliding or something away <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's going on. We've also got a tour downtown from your phone, the Longmont museum's popular historic downtown walking tour is available now on the mobile app, and I think uh, our guest mentioned that it was the
0: yeah, place. Eric Mason, yeah, yeah, that's mentioned so that, and uh, his upcoming book about Longmont too, I mean that's right oh, that was yeah, he was great, uh, that was cool. i I might buy that. I would. Yeah, I mean, you're okay. so geeky. You definitely will.
1: I like the you Yeah, will. the history stuff. I, you know, I'd have a blast with it. I'm looking the history
0: of street signs you would buy. Of like, I would, yeah, no, it would be cool. That, yeah. I, if you had nice photography, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> read it, put it on your coffee table. So what do you hey, and a bit of good news too O'Reilly Auto Parts store is finally open down south. So that's near Modern Market. And yep. I noticed that they were fully open, and so they're, they're all ready to go. I'm going to get some new brake rotors for the oh, old. got it. The old pickup. Walked around downtown this last uh, weekend, and it was nice to see people outside socially distancing. Um, it, even though cruising night was uh, canceled, it still did not uh, did not uh, cancel some of the enthusiasm for actually driving downtown and uh, with uh, well, you would have loved it motorcycles and giant trucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I. You know the, the thing is, before anybody climbs up my butt. <laughs> I have, I have motorcycles. I've had motorcycles for like a decade, you know, I don't, I don't ride much anymore, but I love motorcycles. I love performance yeah, engineering, all, all this, this kind of stuff, but I don't like just, you know, take it just out, tone it just, down, tone it down. Yeah, no, where you can be a knucklehead. Yeah. But you know, my dad, when we were little, my dad used to do donuts. We had like a, like a horizon or a
0: <laughs> Dodge. Yeah, Dodge. Yeah. The, horizon. the little,
1: uh, the little hatchback and he yeah. would like put it in reverse. Yeah. and We do, donuts. but you take that stuff to the middle of nowhere where there's yeah. nobody and you're not going to hit anything. You know, if you're gonna screw around, screw around. Where you can, by all means, go nuts. That's right. But roll coal
0: somewhere else is what you're yeah,
1: saying. Yeah, well, that yeah. just don't do. That's just dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like what you, it makes a big cloud of soot. That's all you're doing. You're like, uh, I know, just, and I've got it. goes well with my glass of wine when I'm sitting outside. Yeah, right, brat. <laughs> <so> it's like
1: <laughs> exactly. shaking from the noise and soot's collecting <laughs> on top of your glass.
0: Thanks. But no, you know, that's right. Uh, that's yeah. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh well, but so, um, yeah. And then uh, a bit of sadness too. We wanted to announce that the uh, out Boulder is closing their Longmont office. So hmm. we were just talking about some of the cool things that they had done as far as moving forward with uh, LGBTQ rights in town. And it's kind of sad to see that the, uh, that the uh, Clipper away, wings. So, yeah. Keep her yeah. caged Ooh, We got she We can have Foxfeather with the rules. So, um, but I do want to thank as always Andy Ebler for home. our intro music. Uh, thanks so to Foxfeather for the rules. The and as always, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you download waiting. your podcasts also want to spay, say special thanks to Joseph Zanovich from Hope for helping us yeah. understand the homeless problem. I, I genuinely He
2: just
0: comes across.
1: So thank you for Yeah. Your work. yeah. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Eric.
2: Be-
0: choose Either way Make her lose
2: Find her fire And put it out She couldn't handle it